Hello again, everyone. The Cover the Weekend podcast is back. Thanks for allowing me to be part of your day. And uh, last week, seven out of eight on college football, college hoops, and NFL. So it was a good, uh, a good bounce back week. I hope uh, a lot of you out there uh, went along with some of the picks and made some money. And before heading into this weekend's college football uh, and NFL and college hoops picks, uh, I want to take a look ahead a bit to one of the um, college football semifinals, Michigan versus Alabama at the Rose Bowl, January 1st. As some of you may recall several weeks ago on this podcast, I recommended considering putting a few bucks on Alabama to win the national championship. Uh, the number at the time being 7-1, to 8-1 to one around there. Uh, most uh, wasn't more than eight to one. It was a few weeks back. Still a great number if you look at it, and certainly a lot better than what you can get now um, on uh, Alabama. So I uh, hope that uh, some of you did it. I got some feedback on Twitter that a few of you did um, go ahead and put some money on Alabama a few weeks ago. We'll see what happens now. They're in the final four. Anything can happen. So that's a good thing. Michigan Wolverines standing in the way. Uh, I want to briefly discuss it now uh, because Michigan opened up as a two and a half point favorite and the line has already moved to Michigan minus one and a half and even minus one at some sports books. So obviously Alabama is getting hit a little bit by uh, the public and probably some sharps. I, I think this line was wrong from the get go. Not so much that Alabama is going to win by three or four, but I think as far as the betting public goes, Alabama's already always been uh, backed pretty well. Uh, I think this line is going to keep going in the other direction or the direction it's going now rather and will flip Alabama to a, a narrow favorite. So if you're going to bet Alabama now, go ahead and take the one, one and a half or even go money line now as I think by the time kickoff happens, Bama will probably be favored in this game. Um, I'll save further discussion on the details of this game for an upcoming podcast. We still have a long way to go before that Rose Bowl game. I will say, though, that there are a lot of red flags um, given Michigan's offensive performance over their last three games, uh, yards per play, things like that. So I think I think Bama is the right play here. Michigan is outside the top 100 with an average of 4.3 yards per play. That's their offense. That's in the category or in the um, neighborhood that teams like Kent State and Arizona State are in. That's in their last three games. So Coach Harbaugh has several weeks to figure things out, but that's an ominous stat for a team that's number one in the nation. So something to keep in mind if uh, you're going to start laying some money down on national championship games um, early here a few weeks before uh, the Final Four, as you know you would you could call it, um, play. So speaking of the college football playoff, Circus Sportsbooks, and there are other sportsbooks in the country with this same wager, uh, has listed national championship exactas with um, the exact of Alabama defeating Texas coming in at the lowest odds at plus 410. Not recommending that, just kind of pointing out that that's the lowest number at a little over 4 to 1. I will be putting some pizza money, and like in horse racing, I'll be betting, I'll be doing this as an exacta box of Alabama defeating Washington at plus 525. I think that that's a good number. And I'm going to do the reverse too for a little bit of money with Washington defeating Alabama at plus 1,700. You know, if, if you're going to take the latter bet, it really what that does is amounts to taking Washington to win games, two games, at nearly 20 to 1 odds. So I think that's a, 
that offers some value there. I'll sprinkle, sprinkle a few bucks on that for fun. Overall, though, I'll be rooting for Alabama as I hopped on board, as I mentioned um, back when they were 7-1. to one. Um, If you have some live uh, college football championship futures, I wish you luck. It's going to be a fun watch in a few weeks on New Year's Day. As far as the other bowls go, we'll start hitting those next week. This week, I'll take a look at the lone college football game on the docket, Army-Navy on Saturday. You all know what the Sharps say or what the um, you know betting community says. Do not tease college football. And I'm on board with that. I, I, I've not teased college football in many, many years. There's many reasons why you shouldn't. But if you're going to tease, uh, NFL, of course, is fair game. But I think Saturday, with only one Division I college football game on the schedule, the unthinkable is going to happen, at least for me. I'm going to play a six-point teaser in college football to have a little action on this uh, Army-Navy game uh, on Saturday. If this game was on a normal college football Saturday, it would probably be one of the lowest betting handles of the day, this game in particular. But Army-Navy will be in the spotlight, so we'll attack it betting-wise with a teaser here. Uh, for as good as Army has looked at the end of the season, and they've looked good rattling off three straight wins, uh, one of those was against Air Force, who was very strong for most of the year but really tailed off at the end. Army, from the defensive side, um, there's some underlying numbers which I think bodes well for Navy scoring a little bit here. And when I say a little bit, I do mean a little bit, but certainly enough to consider the over here. The uh, totals here are, are, are pretty, the total here is pretty low. Army's red flags on defense are negated a bit by the fact that they have maintained a decent yards per play number over the last few games. It's been consistent. So I think Army's offense will, will be fine. Again, it's not a high-powered offense, but I don't see it going the other way. Their offense actually is pretty decent. There's no question about motivation for these two teams compared to upcoming bowl games where you know many teams' efforts will be in question with the transfer portal, guys sitting out, and just the effort overall. So this is a good betting opportunity from the standpoint that you know both teams should be giving um, their full uh, effort, being the Army-Navy game here uh, on Saturday. So all that said, I think there's enough offense here, just enough, and I'll be going with a six-point teaser. Uh, Six-point teasers can be found for college anyway at even money or minus 110 at a lot of sports books. So from a odd standpoint, that's pretty good. We'll go Navy plus nine, tease to the over, which will bring the total to 21.5. So that's the teaser, Navy plus nine and over 21.5 on Army-Navy, one of the few rare occasions that um, you'll hear me tease or uh, talk about a tease. For college football. Okay, on to the NFL, where last week the podcast plays went a perfect 2-0 with San Francisco getting the job done in Philly and the Bengals plus 8.5 winning outright in Jacksonville. And since we're talking NFL, why not start off with the suspicious line of the week? No audio this week. It'll be back next week. This week's edition of Suspicious Lines is near and dear to my heart. It involves the Green Bay Packers visiting my New York Giants on Monday night in New Jersey. The line currently lists the Hot Packers as six-and-a-half-point favorites against a team starting their third-string quarterback, that being the Giants, of course, and uh, Tommy DeVito. The Giants also sit at uh, or are near the bottom of the league in points per game, yards per game, and points allowed per game, although that's a little skewed by some really big numbers they gave up early on in the season. Their defense actually is playing a lot better. 
The Giants also sit towards the very bottom of the DVOA list, which is a metric many of you know is used to measure overall team strength. So a lot of things going against the Giants here. Uh, On the flip side, the Packers are trending up after a sound defeat of the Chiefs last week. Green Bay has played very well in this latest stretch and have protected the ball well. They're due to turn the ball over. Um, You know, they haven't been turning the ball over much at all, which is good on their part. On top of that, every sports betting podcast and YouTube show regarding football, as well as many of the uh, solid, uh, talented individuals on VEASAN, are anointing Jordan Love as the next Brett Favre. At less than a touchdown spread, with 80% of the tickets on the Packers, and over two-thirds of the money also on Green Bay, this line starts getting suspicious that a very strong, very talented team with a great quarterback doesn't turn over the ball, is heading into um, New York to play one of the worst teams in the league. And it's less than a touchdown. Suspicious indeed. I think the Giants will give Green Bay some problems on Monday. The Giants have had extra time to prepare off of their bye week. I just say tread carefully if you think the Packers are going to come in here and roll. All that being said as well, this will be one of the podcast plays for the NFL games. Giants plus six and a half. If some of you want to wait a little bit, the Giants should click up to seven, I believe, based on the Packers money that's coming in. But we'll see. Suspicious line of the weekend, a podcast play. Giants plus six and a half. Next for the NFL podcast play, will we go to New Orleans where the Saints host the Carolina Panthers? Man, I'm hopping on some pretty uh, stinky teams uh, this week. But the goal is to cover the spread. That's what we're focusing on. The Saints have not covered the spread at home in all five games uh, this season at the Superdome. Jameis Winston will likely get the start. It looks like he'll start. And you know he'll be good for a bad turnover or two. He just will. Versus a decent enough Carolina defense. Now, if David Carr starts, you can expect the Saints to not go downfield and just dink and dunk, which I think will keep Carolina in the game as well. So regardless of who's a quarterback for the Saints, I think there's some positives there of taking the visiting underdog. I actually think that the Panthers will be able to have some success offensively versus the Saints defense that is also heading in the wrong direction. If you look at some underlying numbers, they do not look good. So take the five and a half with the Panthers here. This line may go up to six. But it's five and a half now, and I'm good with that. Carolina plus five and a half at New Orleans. Okay, on to college hoops. Uh, there are lines posted for Friday, and I have one game as well as a team to look at uh, for Saturday, which lines aren't posted as at the, the during this broadcast anyway. Uh, last week, Ole Miss was mentioned as a podcast play over a very good Memphis team. That was uh, last Saturday, and Ole Miss got it done. Good game, close game versus Memphis, and Ole Miss covered the spread. More feedback on Twitter about some of you that hopped on Ole Miss, and of course, I love seeing that. And one thing I want to mention, it's not me against other handicappers or vice versa. It's all of us versus the sportsbook, and I think Twitter, which is good, would be a better place if a gambling Twitter kind of remembered that. It's us versus the sportsbook, not us versus each other. Anyway, don't want to digress much here because I want to provide a game for Friday and Saturday in college hoops. Friday, looking at Duquesne minus 14 against a very poor St. Peter's squad that just turns the ball over way too much. Weak guard play. I just don't see them going in and doing much against Duquesne here. Take Duquesne minus 14 on Friday. Moving on to Saturday in college hoops, 
Last year we focused, last year, last week, I should say, we focused on a TV game. And we'll do that again this week. Grand Canyon, fresh off of a home upset of San Diego State, travels to Lynchburg, Virginia to take on a Liberty squad who is and 7-2 with losses to FAU and Richmond. Those losses are nothing to sneeze at. Um, good teams there that Liberty has uh, fallen short to, but they've rattled off seven wins. Solid squad here in Liberty. Very decent defensive team, but they can really score, and I think they'll do just that on Saturday. Versus a Grand Canyon team that will likely have a letdown, in my opinion, after winning at home in front of a packed house in Phoenix versus San Diego State. You would have thought they you know, just made uh, – made the, the final four, the, the kids there in Grand Canyon who um, created a really nice atmosphere for that team, um, stormed the court, and it was uh, a pretty cool scene. But I think Grand Canyon went max effort there. Now they got to travel basically cross-country uh, to take on Liberty. Now, if this line is anywhere in the five range, uh, minus five, Liberty minus five, I'd be on Liberty. I'd even be on Liberty up to minus six. Maybe slightly higher than that, but don't want to go much more than that. It shouldn't. I think based on the power rankings, this game should be at minus five, minus six. Grand Canyon may give Liberty a little bit of a run, but I see Liberty winning this game um, pretty soundly here on the Saturday uh, matchup. I like Liberty to cover um, if the number's right. Keep an eye on Twitter. I'll post more on Saturday games, of course. There's not any Division One college football on Saturday, so I think college basketball, college hoops, will be taking uh, the spotlight on Saturday at least before the NFL kicks in. This football season has gone by incredibly. I remember talking about week zero like it was yesterday, and here we are now uh, with Army-Navy and then the bowl games beginning the weekend after that. Looking forward to talking some uh, college bowl action on the next podcast. Uh, again, I hope all your bets are winning ones. Thank you again for letting me part of letting me be part of your day on the podcast, and we'll see you next week on Cover the Weekend. Take care, everybody.